Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I am in conversation with the lead producer, co-director, and dramaturg for one of the most interesting productions happening in New York City right now. Carlos Armesto from Theater C discusses the in-person production of Odd Man Out, beginning performances today at the Flea Theater. This one-of-a-kind production runs through December 4th, but it is a live, immersive audio play performed completely in the darkness. In the episode, Carlos explains that the show begins when passengers, the audience members, are led into the theater by flight attendants, and the passengers then put on headphones and blindfolds that are all sterile and completely safe, by the way. From there, the story allows listeners to immerse themselves in the tale of Alberto, a blind musician flying home from New York to Buenos Aires after decades of self-exile. As listeners enter Alberto's story of love, prejudice, and fears that were left behind, they experience a 360-degree sound multi-sensory journey. We will have information on where you can purchase tickets to Odd Man Out, of course, in the show notes and at broadwayradio.com. If you all are listening to this, chances are you know me fairly well, and you know this is the exact kind of unusual storytelling outside-the-box theater that I absolutely love. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Carlos Armesto. All right, Carlos, so you are just a few weeks away from beginning performances of Odd Man Out. This is a show unlike pretty much anything else that people will be able to see in New York City during the month or so that it's running. So for folks who haven't heard about what this show experience is, can you give them the the thumbnail sketch as to what they can experience when they head down to the Flea Theater to uh, to take part in this? Of course, of course. Uh, thanks so much, Matt. Uh, so uh, this Odd Man Out is basically a story told in complete darkness. You walk into this room uh, and you will have a blindfold on and you will have some earphones and you will hear, smell, taste and feel a story. Uh, you will not see anything. It's all told in complete, complete darkness. Um, uh, it is the story of Alberto a blind musician flying from uh, JFK to Buenos Aires. And uh, as he is talking to his uh, fellow seatmates on the plane, his memories come alive and you experience his life as if he, as if he were him himself. That's basically the story. It's a 60 minute uh, experience. Uh, and it's a very moving, beautiful story. That's a collaboration between Teatro uh, Ciego in uh, Argentina and my company, Theater C, creating pitch black immersive experiences. And we've seen a number of these things done in the dark. We've actually seen a couple of them just recently in terms of the, uh, you know, kind of in relationship to the pandemic of keeping people separate and all of those things. But for mm-hmm. y- you who do this on a regular basis, what is the advantages in storytelling of, of te- doing these shows and telling these stories in complete darkness? Well, uh, well, I'll go backward a little bit and I'll tell about the advantages. I think originally this show was going to be something that was done completely live. Uh, so you walk into a space, you would not have a blindfold on. It would be a pitch black room and actors would be moving around in space, uh, creating the dialogue, uh, creating the smells, creating the experience as if you were 
experiencing everything in complete darkness uh, as this blind person uh, living uh, the life. Uh, we had to shut that down and we had to turn that into, during the pandemic, we turned that into an at-home experience. So mm-hmm. uh, we created an audio experience of it. So you, you bought a box that has all the sensory elements in them with a boarding pass that has a QR code that you scan and you listen to the actual recording that actually makes you go through the entire story. So um, uh, the advantage of it is, at this point uh, is for, for, for that experience is that you can create something that, that is, uh, um, it, it's an oral experience. So it was a lot of voiceover work. Uh, Producerally, it was much easier. But I think on a larger scale, what's, what's amazing uh, as, as a live experience uh, is that you start opening, opening up your mind and your other senses get ignited because you're blocking your eyes and you're blocking your sense of sight. So suddenly you can create all these other, uh, these new stories without needing, needing to use your eyes at all. And uh, it is that excitement of, 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 of making your senses explode in many ways, transporting your senses to places you're not used to. Uh, that's what is an advantage uh, for us, uh, for, for the experience. I mean, I will also for, for, in our case, in that, this situation, it allows us to do the show many times a week because uh, there are the actors are all on your headset and they're they're recorded, yeah. uh, and it's a binaural 360 recording in that respect. But we want to get a, get eventually to the live experience where we have the actors doing it live. Uh, this is just a step to that. Yeah, it, well, it seems like there's a lot of been a lot of steps in this process, like you said, because of the pandemic and having to go to the boxed experience. Now, mm-hmm. for where you are now, with where people are coming in, they're putting on blindfolds, putting on headsets. How, as you're one of the co-directors and the dramaturg, um, and yeah. as this show is being worked on. How do you find little instances of, and obviously this is something that you're probably very familiar with working in this type of thing, but trying to accentuate stories with other senses? That's not the normal bag of tricks for theater artists. Um, obviously, sure. they rely a lot on on visuals. But when you are trying right. to find ways to communicate emotions beyond just the voice, how is that factor into the product that you're creating, especially um, when it is, you know, being done in a theater in the dark when people are just kind of, uh, you know, in their own little world, so to speak. Right, right, right. Well, smell, we've, we, we, we've learned that is, is one of the most primal senses that we have. Um, uh, and, uh, and they stir a lot of gestating emotions from our past. So the moment you start smelling one thing, um, like like a, like a um, I don't know, soup, for example, that immediately ignites so many memories and visual memories that you associate with that. Uh, so um, it, it it allows for something really exciting. Uh, uh, and the way you try to create that is very carefully, and it's very proprietary the way we do it. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, but it's it's very much uh, uh, something that um, when we're creating these stories and we're creating the, these scripts. Uh, we really have to take into account how, what are the moments that are really going to be the sensory moments and uh, the ones that are going to give you the most memories. So you have to think about like how you, how are you transported back to a dinner scene? Uh, how are you transported to back to a, uh, uh, a big protest? How are you transported to um, 
when you, a moment when you go to, 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 to be by the sea and you smell the sea. Like those moments, we actually try to make them linger a little so that you really get a sense of it. And it propels the, the, the it gives you a really strong sense of place as we tell the story. And so you're, you talked a little bit about the story and uh, it hasn't started performance yet. So I, we don't know a ton about where this story goes, but you do talk about the fact that um, this is Alberto's story and it's about love and prejudice and fears. And obviously he's going back from New York to Buenos Aires after living mm-hmm. in the city for a long time. These are obviously topics that... Um, we see a lot in theater and I said, see purposely, I guess. Um, so, (laughs) so when you're trying to tell these stories in a different medium, how does this kind of differ from, you know, saying if you were doing just an audio story, an audio book or a podcast, obviously there's these other factors with the, with the, the smell and, and you mentioned touch as well, but is there a, a fundamental way in the, how the story is structured that is different from if it was just audio by itself completely? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's not like an audio book. Uh, yeah. and this, one person is reading the whole thing. It's definitely like it's a whole cast. It's a big, large cast creating this, this soundscape. In many ways, it is like cre- we were creating a film. Uh, but it was just something that was done uh, 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 through recording. Um, I think uh, what makes it different is that you are sharing a space with everyone else. Uh, and you're sharing, you're you're having, you are having your own individual experience because you have this, this these headsets on that you're not. It might be going on at the same time, uh, but uh, uh, you are. It is your own intimate moment, uh, and that's what makes it uh, very very different from you know just saying to listen to an audiobook in that respect because you are have the, all these other senses are being ignited, and at the same time, what's interesting about our experience is that. In the same performance, we can have a Spanish language going or a, or an English language one going, uh, and oh, wow. people are having the same experience. So uh, that's 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 uh, another thing. And, oh, and and you know, you're talking about those themes. Uh, uh, you know, the play deals a lot with being an immigrant uh, in the United States. But what is it like to be a blind immigrant? And how do blind people deal with facing racism? Because you know, you, you don't see the race. If, if, you're, if you're blind. So, and that's what we, we end up, we immediately make judgments on about what, by how people look. But, you know, a blind person doesn't make that kind of judgment that we do. So it, it's something that's really addressed in the play when he comes to this country. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it's fascinating how, how, what the dynamic is in that, in that moment. So it, it, this play lends itself to a lot of that, those confrontations. The, being blind, being an immigrant, uh, being a musician, trying to, and getting away from um, uh, uh, protests and, and the dictatorship. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, that's uh, truly fascinating. And I love all of these kind of different ways to approach theatrical storytelling. And I'm quite fascinated by how this whole thing works. I do want to mention, because you talked about the fact that this is a shared experience in, in a lot of ways. You are in a room with other people. But I did notice in one of the videos on the website that everybody kind of comes in. They're, they're brought in by like a flight attendant um, and, yep. and given their seats and everything. But it does look like these are spaced out. Uh, these chairs are distanced and everything. I I wonder, since you did have to kind of mold this um, 
experience to do that box uh, uh, experience during the pandemic. What are the kind of precautions that you have to take when doing something like this in a completely dark room to make sure everybody is comfortable in the world that we're living in still uh, during a pandemic, even though we are kind of getting back to normal? Right. Well, I mean, everyone still needs to need to have um, their masks on um, and you will smell a lot of things through that mask. I promise you that. Um, uh, what, we're, what we're trying to make sure is keep, keep everyone uh, at, at, at social distancing distances. Um, I believe that the, that the city, like the schools are doing three feet distances away. Uh, so we're, we're, we're keeping that notion on. Um, uh, we lead people in uh, into the space. It, it used to be that uh, we would lead people in so that they are like holding every, each, their, each, there would be 10 rows of uh, people, a row of 10 people, sorry, uh, with uh, holding hand, holding their shoulders and they walk into the space that way. But, you know, people are a little uh, um, hesitant about touching sure. other people. So we just have people really come into the space uh, uh, per, by class. So there's there's a there's a VIP which is the first class, and then there's 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 uh, economy, and everyone else comes in that way as well. Uh, but it's 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 very uh, controlled flow into the space. Uh, the headsets are all sterile. Um, the the the, the um, masks are also sterile, uh, and um, uh, and uh, you get to keep the masks. So that way you don't have to we have to like you know um, sanitize uh, share them in any way. But we do disinfect the head, headsets every time. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I I wonder as you are going through this process of bringing this show to the first type of audience that you're going to have. Obviously, you want to do it with a, a, a different setup in the future with actual actors in place. What have you mm-hmm. learned about doing this show and experience this way as opposed to how it was done in the past with the box experience? Have you learned anything about um, putting this together that maybe you didn't expect, even though you have a ton of experience in doing theatrical experiences like this? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been a, an interesting education. Uh, uh, some of the things that we, we, we've learned are just to see how people react to um, the, even with the discomfort you usually, I'll go back to when we were doing it for all, all, all the way with live actors. People felt went into the room in complete darkness, and there was a sense of discomfort, um, deep discomfort, because it, and some people even felt a little bit like they were um, suffocating because they couldn't see anything, even with eyes wide open. Um, in this case, you're, you're blindfolded. And, and I thought, okay, when people know they're blindfolded, they're going to have less of a trouble doing that. And what we've experienced is that it's not. People still have. It takes like a few minutes to get acclimated to be in this story, uh, which is exciting because, you know, you, you are trying to live the life of something else you've never lived before. And that transition is always uh, uh, tough. Um, we've also been uh, excited to see that how people are reacting at the end of the play. People seem to be very moved. We've been doing this play in Argentina uh, uh, already uh, during the pandemic, uh, and uh, it's been very, very powerful down there. Uh, I think what, what, what's exciting is, is knowing that it still has the same impact if you do it this way uh, versus uh, the individual experience or even the communal live experience. Um, but it still has a very strong message. Uh, and that's, that's been the exciting part for us. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I, I will also say I will I'll also do another thing in creating this whole thing. We, this is a big international experience. Uh, we when we were creating the audio, we would everybody would come into a Zoom call, and everybody was from all over the world. People were in Argentina, people were in Spain, in Puerto Rico, uh, in California, in Canada, in Hawaii. I mean, it was amazing how we could create this in one shot, in one Zoom call with all the, all that audio. Uh, it's like the world is coming into one slice, and it was amazing. Wow. You, uh, I'll wrap it up on, on this question and, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to get into uh, anything that, uh, reveals too much because we want people to obviously sure. head down to the flea and see it. But you mentioned the importance of the message, uh, of this show. If people come out and see odd man out or hear odd man out, I guess, um, what experience is, there you go there you go you are much better at, the, at describing it than i am um what is the message that you hope they take away from it what are what are the lessons um and the things that you hope they leave the theater having received that they might not have come in with uh, at the beginning i just hope people are uh, come in with an open mind uh and know that they might feel uncomfortable and that they might uh learn something about being in someone else's shoes uh, and um, see that they are equally as flawed as everybody else and equally as powerful as everybody else. Uh, it's just a sense of how we all choose to express it and how we can express it uh, in, uh, in how, we, how we are naturally. Uh, I think it's, it's got a big, beautiful message of hope, uh, empowerment, but also um, uh, it, it gives you a sense of what your humanity is and how we how we stand with among everyone else who's been living through this crazy pandemic uh, and through a lot of strife. So um, I think people are going to be really excited about it. It's a different kind of format. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of experience that uh, it's really hasn't been done as a storytelling device here. Uh, and um, we're really excited to bring this to New York and the rest of the country. Yeah. Well, Carlos, that sounds like an absolutely thrilling um, experience in the theater, whether it is the type of theater that we're used to seeing or not. So um, I, I can't wait to experience it myself. And I hope that everyone heads out to the flea to uh, be a part of Odd Man Out when it starts up here at the beginning of November. So continued success with it and, and all the preparations that I'm sure you are still involved with in, it, with in the lead up. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to chat again in the future. I can't wait. Thank you so much. And come on over, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 